Women Taking the Lead, Episode 151. Things that I've learned that have made me a better leader are about working with people and helping other people. So I am all about helping people, and I've always been a relationship person. That's probably a blessing and not so much a blessing in many ways, but it's who I am. I'm all about relationships. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Jan Molino, who is the CEO of Aspire Ascend. She has a passion for empowering women and a keen perspective on the challenges and opportunities of the modern workplace. Her specialty has always been to help executive women maneuver leadership obstacles and help organizations define cultures that are open to gender balance and diversity. Her strength in bringing smart, influential women and professionals together is complemented by a powerful network she utilizes in pursuit of leadership excellence for women. Jan, that's just a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Well, you know, it's interesting. I started out as a teacher. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I graduated college with a a dual degree in elementary and special ed. And I taught for several several years. And um, when I divorced, I had a son at the age of four years old. And I worked as a substitute teacher, which everyone knows there's very little salary and no benefits. So I really needed to find, you know, a job that was going to take care of my son and I. So an old friend from college who was most recently made a CEO of a healthcare service for the county, asked me to help him market the new service. And I'm thinking, well, okay, um, I've always been good about communications and messaging, and Jay knew that, but I didn't know a thing about marketing. But it turned out to be the best decision uh, I ever made because it set me on a 20-year career in marketing and communications within two major healthcare systems. So during the, the last year of my tenure in healthcare, we were going through another major big merger, and um, it was one of the phone calls that came in from an executive recruiter that I finally took, and they were recruiting for executive search, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I mean, what would you be doing? <laughs> because I wasn't an HR person. Um, she explained to me that it was all about building relationships, and so I spent the next 16 years in executive search, uh, putting senior executives in the C-suite and in boardrooms for both the for-profit and the nonprofit arena. And during that time, I also worked with women in diversity executives, and I provided counseling to women. I put together executive women's for- networking groups, um, and I continued to work with women from a standpoint of trying to help them succeed in, in their success in the in the C-suite. Um, over the course of my career in healthcare, I found that I was really a fortunate person because I had found a, a female mentor. I actually had a female CEO, which were extremely rare <laughs> during that time. And she became my mentor for many years, but... Um, I truly felt I wasn't ready for a big move to a major market, and 
I finally mustered up enough courage to talk to my boss. And I will never forget what she said to me. I've carried this with me for my entire time. She said, you know, you have what it takes, but you need confidence to make it happen. And I was shocked. I mean, I was like, I always thought of myself as a confident person. I mean, I grew up with three brothers. You're just not a shrinking violet with three brothers. (laughs) So I don't know. Something was holding me back, and, and it was me. So from that moment on, I took every opportunity to, to boost my confidence, and I ended up taking the job. So I, I also learned to take every opportunity from that point on to put myself in public speaking situations, and I took courses in it, I took stretch assignments, and I attended a lot of women's leadership seminars And the thing that I learned that's really valuable to me was that you don't have to kill yourself to be more confident. And as you learn, confidence with confidence comes the ability to influence people, which is ultimately the key measurement of success success for any leader. And, And that's what I learned in that entire thing. That is pure gold, Jan. There's so much in what you said that I want to talk about. (laughs) We only have so much time, but I have to say the reason why I said I love it when you said you started off as a teacher Uh is because my experience has been that entrepreneurial women who have a teaching background, they have a skill set that a lot of others don't have. They're able to meet people where they are. Uh And they're able to convey information and teach people new skills in a way that's simple and engaging. And that is such, you have such a leg up when you have those skills, whereas most people haven't developed those skills, don't even realize how important it is to start with it, you know, by figuring out where somebody is and meeting them there and then conveying the information in a way that they can engage with it. I think a lot of us miss the boat. And so, and I think that's why we stumble when we're trying to market ourselves and we're like, nobody's listening, nobody's hearing what I'm saying, (laughs) you know, that is so important. And I love what you said about confidence. It's like, yeah, you can have, be confident in what you're doing right now, but do you have confidence in yourself to handle what's coming next? Exactly. And a belief in yourself that you're, you're worthy of it and you're capable of it. And yes, it requires gaining some more skill and some facility, but you've already got it. You just have to take the action. Well, you know, it's interesting. While I was in executive search, you know, for 16 years, I have worked with women many, many times over in trying to prepare them for, you know, the CEO position or in a boardroom. And I always prepped my candidates and I, I, I can't think of a time that I ever had as much difficulty with a man as I had with a woman. Um, They never, ever in their minds fit the criteria. They had maybe 50, 60% of it. They never had 100%. And when I prepped a guy, they go, oh, yeah, no problem. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. I thought I got it all under control. No problem there. Yeah. Yeah. So confidence is a huge, you know, it defines us really. And it can also, you know, define you as somebody who's not going to move ahead if you don't have it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a great topic. And it's where I, I start all of my guests off after we do the introductions is to, you know, let's level the playing field. Let's go to that moment where we've all been that playing small moment, the moment when we lacked confidence or it may not have even realized it, but we were undervaluing ourselves and maybe only later realized, oh my goodness, I was so capable of so much more in that time period of my life. And I just stayed in that small place. So tell us about a plain small moment in your life and the lessons you've learned from it. Well, you know, I think it goes back to when I was up for relocation to a major market. And um, I had always been in a position that I reported to somebody and this time I was going to report directly to the CEO. Um, I looked at myself and I go, one, it was a major relocation to the Midwest. And two, it was like, you don't know everything. You, you've not been in a position to lead all these people. Um, so I did not have, like I just said, I did not have confidence in myself. And I truly felt that I couldn't make it. So I took myself out of the running. But the funny part is my boss came back to me and they had chosen somebody else by then. And he goes, when another opportunity comes up, he goes, we need to talk. And it did come up. Um, And he said to me, he goes, are you ready for it this time? And that really hit me again. Remember, he's the one earlier who said to me, you have what it takes. You just need the confidence. And he was basically saying, are you ready for it now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, where was my head? (laughs) And how do you apply that in your life now to make sure that you're not missing those opportunities? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, when I started Aspire Ascend, I had a business partner. And it was really interesting. Um, we, we came to this together. And each of us wanted to have a partner because we didn't want to do it on our own. And it was a big risk. You know, we had nice jobs. And now we were going to do this. And I was really happy to have a business partner to kind of share with, brainstorm. But my business partner going into 10 months of this was like, I don't like this. I like a regular paycheck. I don't like the uncertainty of this. And we ended the partnership a little over 10 months when we were into it. And it was truly, truly an eye-opening moment for me. And probably one of the biggest decisions of my life was to go it alone. And instead of, and what I learned going back to what happened in healthcare, what I learned was not to crawl into a shell and, and reduce, you know, the things that we were doing. I ended up expanding our, our, our offerings and I went out and I developed partners to work with. And I have a very large network that I have cultivated over all of the years of of my career And I developed partnerships with people who could help expand my business. And so instead of crawling into a shell, I took the advantage and and expanded and, and took another risk and I ran with it. Love it. Yeah. And, and knowing and recognizing, and for those who are listening, recognizing when you're playing small moments come up because they're always there, <laughs> right? right? You know, many guests have come on and said like, oh, which one do I pick? Or it just happened last week. So, but just recognizing kind of the thought patterns we get into when we are playing small and always recognizing that we're capable of so much more, which can be scary. I was thinking about this on my walk this morning. If we all realize what we were capable of, mm-hmm. most most of us would be scared out of our wits. 
because then we would feel like we have to live up to it. But knowing that the opportunity is always there and that if we do want to play a bigger game or do something more, we can, but it's up to us to decide that. And this leads me into my next question, Mm -hmm. Jan, because what I want to ask next is about your wake up call, right? For some people, this happens in a flash. It's like the snap of a finger and it's right there and they know what they need to do. And for others, it's like they need the universe to send them all sorts of messages (laughs) over and over again until suddenly they're like, it dawns on them. I must do this. So share with us your wake up call and the steps that you took that led to your success. Well, you know, actually, that was my wake up call. That was my moment. Um, because when I started the business, you know, I, I didn't want to do it alone. And then when I was left alone, it was like, okay, what are you going to do about this? Are you going to run or are you going to make it work and you can do it? And I took stock of the network, which I had cultivated over all these years and what kind of partnerships I needed to extend my vision. And I spent the next two weeks after we terminated the partnership, setting a new course for the company, adding services, enhancing the brand. I brought in coaching partners and I brought in sponsorship partners. And I went in with some of my partners on joint pitches that we won, things that I would not have done before. And I really learned that I could actually stand on my own, but I Well, that's not true. You don't stand on your own ever. There are always people helping you. But I was able to take this risk on my own and build partnerships and relationships with people that I would not have done before. So for me, it was a big moment and it was a big step and it was the biggest risk that I had taken ever. Yes. And what a great opportunity to see, you know, from another perspective, like more skill sets. (laughs) that you have that you didn't even realize up until that point in your career. Isn't it amazing that it doesn't matter, you know, how old we are, we're always learning new things about ourselves and what we're capable of. Well, absolutely. And you know, the best part of it is, you know, I just added more services in June, which is the membership level. Um, because people, women have been asking me since I started the company, when are you going to add a membership piece? And my business partner and I had two different opinions of which way it should go. I'm coming out of the for-profit world and she's coming out of the nonprofit world and she wanted to make it a nonprofit membership because that was her comfort zone. So we had this this not coming to <laughs> coming together on where the membership was coming from. So I did design it. I redesigned the website and all of a sudden it also hit me that, you know, you we can continue with the consulting side and we can still have the membership and it will work for everyone, even if you're in a nonprofit. So it kind of was the best of two worlds that came out of that. Nice. And Jan, what I'm curious about now, because, you know, we're all so different there, there, as you know, there are fundamentals of leadership, the listening skills, the ability to communicate, to connect with people on a personal level and build those relationships and continue to network. All of that is fundamental to leadership, but there are nuances to leadership where our own personal styles come in, what we're good at, um, our personality type. So Jan, how would you describe your leadership style? You know, I I thought long and hard on this and I have to go back to what people have been telling me time after time. And they've always told me I'm a leader who wears my leadership inside and out, no matter what I'm doing. And my leadership style is about influencing people and bringing people together. And I have this reputation as a connector and bringing people together who can also help each other. 
So again, using my network, you know, I bring people together and help people to help other people. So I think, you know, between the influencing and the connecting, that's what I'm all about. And that's always been my leadership style. Mm-hmm. And supercharged. Unfortunately, I- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do is connect people. When I'm talking with somebody and all of a sudden I have a flash of inspiration, I'm like, do you know this person? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to introduce you to them. They're, you're going to be great for each other, especially when it's a win-win. Oh my gosh, that's that's like candy to me. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, no, it's it's fun actually. And and when I meet people, you know, I'm looking at, you know, who, who do I know that can help and who can help open a door because it's always about helping each other. You know, you have to give to get from people as well. Mhm. And Jen, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? You've got a lot of things in the works, really good things happening, but as we all know, just like the playing small moments are always kind of on the next horizon, the obstacles, the challenges, they're always right there. So, how would you describe what you're going through right now? Oh, my biggest problem and my biggest challenge is not overextending myself and doing everything myself. You know, I have to keep reminding myself that I need to work on the business, not in the business. So again, that's why I have been partnering with companies and building a team that brings in new thinking and enhances my services, but also shares, you know, the passion that I have for women's leadership, but also I'm not doing it all. And I have to constantly keep telling myself, you don't have to do it all. Yeah. I find it very common, especially with women who've been very successful. Most of us have gotten where we are by just working really hard, really smart, and and kind of staying in control of everything. Mm-hmm. But if we want to achieve all new levels of leadership, and, w- and what that really translates to is if we want to make a difference to a larger group, more people, we can't do it alone. We have to rely on other people. We have to delegate and outsource and, and give up some of the control. And that's where a lot of us get stuck and struggle with. And it can be an ongoing thing too, where, you know, I find I can delegate, but then when I get stressed out, I want everything back I and I have to force myself to keep it with the other person. So that is, it's a great challenge to have when you're doing so well, you have to start delegating so you can work on the business instead of in the business. And Jen, on the flip side, what I'm curious about is what's going on for you right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Well, again, we just launched the new membership service. So it is exclusively for executive women. So these are the women that are at the top. They've so to speak, made it, but there's nobody to talk to. You know, you think because you've made it that they don't have any problems while they're there. So it's very lonely at the top in leadership and having a group of peers to brainstorm with, to talk with is a great environment to be in. So, you know, we women think we can do everything alone and our service is about helping them make even more success and talk about it in a safe environment. So we're very high on the membership and, you know, we offer so many pieces of it that the coaching piece is broken down uh, into preparing women for boards. You know, we also provide public speaking and presentation skills and the executive coaching as well. But I've, I've partnered with some top-notch coaches uh, who I've worked with over my career and I know their reputation. So this is the piece that we're really excited about and I am looking forward to doing even more things with them. 
Mm. And Jen, you segued right into my next question because a lot of my listeners will reach out to me after listening to somebody like you and go, holy smokes, <laughs> how do they do it all? How do how are they getting so much done? How did they grow their business so fast? And what is always the answer too when I reach out to my guests is they're like, oh, I don't do this alone. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a team of people. So if you don't mind, if you could describe for us your core support system, like you have your larger network that you're able to reach out to, but who are the people that surround you, that support you and allow you to do as much as you're able to do right now? Well, I would have to give all of that credit to my husband, quite frankly. He has been um, my biggest supporter. He has always been my biggest supporter. But um, if I ever have a thought that if things are mounting on my head, he just says, look how far you've come. And that's all it takes. And it's actually his saying, you know, work on the business, not in the business that I now have taped on my desk so that I can continue to remember that he's always been there for me every step of the way. Yeah. That nice reframe when we get hard on ourselves, because when, when we have big goals, we focus on what we don't have yet. And not so much on what we've accomplished. So it's nice to have someone in your life who makes you stop and, and take a look at, look at how far you've come. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, things that I've learned that have made me a better leader are about, again, working with people and helping other people. So I am all about helping people. And I've always been a relationship person. That's probably a blessing and not so much a blessing in many ways, but it's who I am. I'm all about relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally get that. All of your answers are interwoven with the people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, Jan, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Again, I would have to say my practice, my ability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And what? It, uh, and how do you develop that skill? Is there something that you're mindful of, or do you have an app or something, or like a training that you go through that helps you to develop that area? Well, I don't know if it was just growing up with three brothers and learning how to defend yourself, and then learning how to influence them to do it my way. But it is something that I do in my practice and training, training women is to really look at how you can influence other people. And it's how you come across. It's your presence. It's the way you speak. And words have meanings. And you need to understand how you come across to people. So those are the things that I look at when I'm speaking with people as well. You, you need to be very cognizant of what you're saying and how you're saying it. Mm-hmm. That awareness piece. Absolutely checking in with the other person. Perfect. And Jan, what is one book that you would recommend to another woman to help her develop her leadership? Well, again, I think leadership is all about confidence. And the book that I love is Amy Cuddy's Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenges. Um, It's all about confidence. It's all about presence and how you come across to people and how you project. And one other book that I give to Every woman that I meet, I actually bought a whole slew of them. It's a tiny little book. It's called Brag, Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. And it's all about learning how to be confident in how you say things and, and brag. You know, you yes, you are a success. It's okay to tell people about it. It's just the way you do it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's a skill most of us have to get better at, Yeah, you know, like a good brag, like just owning like all the good things that you've done and that you're capable of. And that's so key. Yeah. And we women, I don't know if this is how we were raised or not, but it is, you know, you're, you're not around about bragging about yourself like that. Um, where, you know, men do not have this problem. No, (laughs) no, they don't. And actually, you know, I, I've studied up on this, the way men interact with each other, Mm -hmm. they, when they first meet each other, they basically, you know, in a very social way, go over each other's resumes. Exactly. And that's how they, they come to understand who am I talking to? Whereas women, we connect more on the personal side first, and we have a hard time talking about our professional experience and accomplishments and all of that. And sometimes that's why when women and men are networking, the interaction tends to be very odd because he's wondering why she's not taking it seriously. And she's wondering why he's bragging so much. Exactly. (laughs) Right. But it's just just a different way of coming at the conversation. But once you understand that the other person is coming from this perspective, and and it's not that they're not taking it seriously or tooting their own horn, it's just a a style of communication and we can all adapt to the other one. So that's great. I'll have to check that book out. And Jan, what advice would you give your younger self? I would have told myself to get a mentor earlier. Mm -hmm. As a young woman, I don't think that I realized that we had to navigate this kind of double bind uh, as we become leaders, not being seen as aggressive and assertive, yet coming across as a leader and a woman. So if, and at that time, there were no role models, so we only could emulate the male bosses, and it's a big mistake to do that. And it wasn't until I actually had a mentor that I realized that leadership is about soliciting feedback on my leadership techniques um, and having a mentor who's a superior, not a friend, you know, someone who is not, who's actually going to help you. And I also learned how to self-promote from that mentor through being enthusiastic about a project or putting myself in an assignment where my skills would be a good, you know, contribution to it. So And as you grow in leadership and as you get higher up in the ladder, you know, you need to change over and get that sponsor who can actually help you maneuver not only the politics of the organization, but where you're going to, where your next move is. So Mm -hmm. I would say get a mentor very early on. Love it. And now share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Every event that I hold with women, I ask them to tweet when they leave, I am a thought leader and you need to believe it. And they need to tweet about, I am a thought leader. That's powerful. And Jan, lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Well, the best way to connect with me is obviously through all of the the various social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But if you want to talk with me directly, just send me an email at jan at aspire-ascend.com. 
Okay. And for all of you who are like, ah, where? Because <laughs> I know you're oftentimes listening to these episodes on the go. You can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. If you put Jan in the search bar, her show notes page or the blog that accompanies this episode will come right up and you'll have access to all of her social media links. She provided them to me ahead of time. So we have them. They'll be posted there as well as her email address, which is Jan at aspire-ascend.com. And Jan, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.